By 2050, an estimated 135 million people worldwide will have dementia. This week's clinical review looks at the importance of making a timely diagnosis in dementia and how early interventions can be beneficial. We've split this podcast into two parts, this one concentrating on a carer's experience of Alzheimer's and the other focusing on the diagnosis and management of dementia. I'm Sophie Cook, Clinical Reviews Editor, and to discuss these issues I'm joined by Louise Robinson, GP and Professor of Primary Care at Newcastle University, and Sue, who cared for her mother when she was diagnosed with dementia. So Sue, how was your mother's dementia diagnosed? Well, it was uh, a long time ago and she was living on her own, so um, it all came as a bit of a shock really, in that um, she seemed reasonably okay, but neighbours and friends were identifying that there were some problems. Um, When we spoke to her on the phone, she seemed fine. Um, She'd been to the doctor a few times, been suffering with a bit of depression, and then we discovered that she was actually being seen by a psychiatrist, which came as quite a shock. (laughs) Um, And then she got the diagnosis that she had Alzheimer's. Um, I didn't know anything about it. I just thought that it was something, uh, a little bit of memory loss. Uh, But when eventually she moved over to live near to me, I suddenly realised the effect of what Alzheimer's was having on her life. I mean, she'd she'd lost weight and um, she wasn't able to do lots of the things that she'd been able to do. And when did you take on the role of becoming her main carer? Um, I would say it was in the last about four years of her life. I'd I'd cook her meals and take them over to her house. So I suppose that was when I started. But then eventually as she deteriorated, we realised that she couldn't live independently. So she moved in with us. I did eventually start to consider about a care home, but... um, Unfortunately, she had a fall and she broke her hip. And after that, it wasn't really possible. From a carer's point of view, what aspects of dementia care did you find the most challenging? I think it was understanding it, really, and and, um, communication and the behaviour. After she'd broke her hip, she deteriorated very rapidly, which came as as a shock. And also, she no longer recognised us as family and was totally dependent upon us for all her needs. So I think, you know, that was very difficult. Where did you manage to find support? Or was there any support that you were able to get? We were very fortunate at the time because we got 24-7 care help in the home, which was really quite unusual, I think, at that time. Um, and that was just fantastic because initially... It wasn't the full 24 hours a day. Mm. Um, But I broke my wrist, which I think was partly the stress of caring. Um, And then I couldn't actually do the role that I'd been doing, so we got more help. Uh, But without that, she wouldn't have been able to remain at home. What um, practical challenges did you find at home? You, you mentioned uh, to us previously that you know um, it was important for doctors to know about aids and adaptations, awareness of environmental issues. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Well, uh, uh, it was all completely new situation for us. 
and the fact that she'd broken her hip and, and she couldn't mobilise. So we had all different pieces of equipment brought to the home and things like uh, a toilet frame, grab rails, just simple things but that made life so much easier. And was that something that only came to light because of the fall? Yes, yes. Yes, yeah. Did, at that time, I didn't know anything about assistive technology, but I think had there have been door sensors and things like that, then that would have helped. Because at one point, before she broke her hip, she'd gone out um, on her own, unbeknown to the rest of the family, and, uh, you know, and she was lost. Mm. Uh, fortunately, the local GP realised who she was and phoned us. Right. Um, but if she'd have had some sort of tracking device, then we wouldn't have had to have alerted police. That's so it's something there about sort of being aware that these devices and um, technologies are out there. I mean, just a simple thing of a, um, a door sensor, I would have known that she'd actually left the house. Yes. Um, that would have been useful. I think the other thing was that one of the challenges was the continence issues. Mm. Um being incontinent isn't a normal part, necessarily a normal part of dementia. Um, not being able to find the toilet uh, can be the issue. And mm. so making clear signs and enabling my mother to know where, because she'd come to a new environment in our home, to um, remind her where our toilets were in the house and, um, and just prompts so that she's, you know, trying to maintain her dignity and her independence. Yeah. So Louise's article talks a lot about how we can try and help people who are living with dementia, but also their carers. What tips would you give to doctors who are diagnosing people with dementia and caring for them as their illness progresses? Um, I think it's important that they have an open door that people can go back and ask questions because it's and to remember that it's a very individual um disease really how it affects people i think and also that it's it's vitally important to maintain um people's the carer and the person with dementia's general health um to keep them as healthy as possible because i think sometimes that side of things can be neglected. I know in my mother's case, she had lots, you know, she had physical problems that weren't being addressed, um, which were impacting on her dementia and her behaviour. And it's things like having good communication and being aware whether the person's in pain or not um, and and still examining the patient. I mean, I had some... GPs who just didn't want to examine my mother when, you know, we were thinking she might be constipated or whatever, but they they didn't want to just do a normal um, examination. And to me, that's vitally important. And also the whole thing around hydration, simply. But when my mother was admitted into hospital with a broken hip, um, she was very dehydrated, even though she had spent six weeks in uh, prior to breaking a hip actually in a hospital um and there were there were lots of things 
that were wrong with, with their general health that impacted on them being able to operate. So it's so important to um, look after people's general health, I think. And that's why the GP has such a really a key role. And that's, you know, that's the whole point of, of, you know, it's great for me, as I said to, you, to Sophie before, it's great for me to do this article because dementia has been traditionally considered the area of expertise of, you know, the old age psychiatrist uh, mm. and the geriatricians. And yet, you know, for the majority of people with dementia, the majority of the time, their care will be delivered by the GP, um, which is bizarre really when you think how little education GPs get on dementia yes um, <laughs> and I, th- I think it's so important as well from a carer's perspective that you look to the professionals to, to have all the answers so if if general practitioners haven't got the answers then people are missing out on good quality of care Thanks to Sue and Louise Robinson for giving us an overview of what it's like to care for someone with dementia For more about the diagnosis and management of the condition, listen to the other part of this podcast. For more information, including resources for patients and carers, the clinical review, dementia, timely diagnosis and early intervention is now available on thebmj.com.